Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is season two, episode 61. I'm wicked. Thank you so much for joining me today. Go to my website at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E, or pop in your earbuds and listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast evolved out of a global pandemic. We all were trying to find ourselves during that time or felt frustrated or bored or didn't know what to do with ourselves because our world was completely turned upside down. Well, in that time, this podcast was created, Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I am a recreational therapist. I worked in psychiatric facilities for many years, and I have some journalism experience from college. So I combined my two talents, and out came this podcast. I hope that if you're an avid listener, that my podcasts have helped you throughout the first and second season, and that I continue to be able to bond and help you through challenging, difficult, or just maybe a little quirky times in your life. First, before I move on with episode 61, I'm wicked. I want to thank the people in California. California is where I get my biggest downloads from. And it really kind of blows my mind because I'm all the way in South Florida. Now, I know that Cali people and Florida people kind of have a similar lifestyle and way of life. Maybe that has something to do with it. I'm really not sure, but I get quite excited when I see a big portion of my listeners and downloads from California. Canada's out there also, and believe it or not, so is Indonesia. So if you're one of those listeners or anywhere in the United States, From Georgia to New York, New Jersey, Virginia, Indiana, Illinois, Tennessee, Arizona, thank you for listening to me, Elise, and Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I want you this holiday season to have a wicked good time. I don't mean wicked Halloween wicked. I mean the word wicked. Now, when I said the word holidays, what came to mind? What visions did you have? Did you all of a sudden feel that overwhelming pressure that, oh yeah, thanks Elise for reminding me, it's the holiday season and all that that entails. Buying presents, shopping the malls, online shopping, figuring out The meals, whose houses are you going to go to? How many parties can you attend? All that decorating of your house. It's a lot of pressure. I've already decorated my house for Turkey Day. I like to do separate Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then the general season greetings holidays. And so my house is already decorated. I find it fun, but for others, it may be a chore. As a recreational therapist, when I worked in the hospitals, it was my job to decorate the hospitals for all the holidays, from Black History Month to Christmas to Hanukkah to Kwanzaa to Halloween to Valentine's Day, 4th of July, New Year's, I could go on and on. So I love to decorate. For others, it can be quite a chore. 
So I want to change this holiday season around for you. I don't want it to be like, the holidays are here. I want you to have a wicked good time. I want it to be fun for you. Because we've all had, let's be honest, it's been crappy. 2020 and 2021 haven't been the best for most of us. You probably hear that from a lot of people. I have a lot of people text me that just in general conversations that we're texting or um, people who comment on my podcast or my blog or just talking to friends like, first it was, let's just get 2020 over. We had all these great hopes that things were going to change in 2021, but we're still dealing with it and not sure how much longer. So I think we've all changed in different ways. We all have more anxieties also. Some of us feel depressed trying to figure out how to get back our old life. I really want you to stop thinking that way because I really believe that all of our old lives aren't there anymore. It's been a long time that we've been in this pandemic world, I guess, mindset, thinking, no matter which side of the fence you are on regarding COVID-19 and vaccines and masks, We've all been in it for a long time, and all of our lives have changed, and I believe that it's long enough that our old selves are in the past, and we all have a new version of who we are now, and let's embrace that this holiday season, that new version of you, and if you haven't quite been able to identify your new version of you, take some time and think about it. I don't think it'll take that long to really identify how you've changed, how your family dynamics have changed, your friend dynamics, your work dynamics, for goodness sakes. Half of us are working from home now. Things have changed. So let's change the momentum of the drudgery, the overwhelming feeling, the anxiety and the stress of holiday season 2021. So let's start first with the word wicked, because the title is, I am wicked. And I just love saying that, just like I love saying my inner bitch in my previous episodes, I love saying I am wicked. I don't know, somehow it empowers me, it gives me energy and makes me feel strong. Um, when you hear somebody say, I feel wicked, or I feel crazy wicked, there's a power behind what they're saying. Now, the textbook definition is that it's a word that means evil and mean and unpleasant and something that's against your morals. You'll hear that in a lot of Halloween shows or horror shows that that's wicked. It's evil. It's unpleasant. It goes against who you are and what you believe. But there's also the slang to the word wicked. And that's where I want to focus today, is the slang, this word that evolved. Now, the slang for the word wicked is awesome, crazy, cool, and unbelievably perfect. Totally different, right? It's like that right and left side brain thing. One's evil and unpleasant, and the other one's awesome and crazy, cool, and unbelievably perfect. So... You'll hear somebody say, that's just crazy wicked. It's because they love what's going on. They find it a little empowering and exciting. 
And believe it or not, if you are a Harry Potter fan, you will hear That's Wicked throughout the Harry Potter series. Why? Probably because J.K. Rawlings was British, and the word wicked is used mostly by New Englanders and the British. That's where the word arrived from. And they use it a lot in this slang terminology that I gave you. So that's why Harry Potter has a lot of that's wicked because it's from New Englanders and British. And where I've mostly heard it from were from people that have moved here to South Florida that were from the New England area, Boston, and they use the word wicked a lot. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, hmm, that word didn't seem like it was the right word to use at that moment. But as I've evolved and seen other people use it, and I use it now myself, I use it for the slang, and I get it now. So we're going to do that here today. It's about being assertive. It's about finding your needs during the holidays. So I'm going to talk about some instances where it can cause a lot of stress for us during the holidays. But I want to start with dealing with the pressures of the holidays are going to be a little of you having to dig down for your assertiveness in yourself and your wickedness in yourself, empowering yourself, feeling strong and powerful, and convicted in the decisions that you make. You have convictions. A lot of us have convictions, but we just kind of go with the flow or the crowd, and we go and do things we really don't want to do because we just don't know how to say no. We're going to learn about it today. So in my research, and I knew about the three C's of assertiveness, but as you research it, there's so many different C's that different people, psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists use. So I picked the three C's that I felt best suited my audience today. So the three C's of assertiveness training, excuse me, meaning being assertive Expressing your needs are, number one, when you're being assertive or being a little wicked, be clear. Be clear in the point you're trying to get across. Be clear in the message you're trying to get to the people you're speaking to. And be confident. Even though you might be nervous at what the person's reaction is, be confident in the decision that you've made. Because that decision is what you have decided is best for yourself your friends, your family, and your mental health, most importantly. And the third C is being controlled or calm. So you're clear in what you say to someone, you have confidence when you say it, and you're controlled and calm. When you do the three C's, clear, confident, controlled, or calm, your message gets across appropriately. And people tend to understand more and feel your feelings and want to be understanding to what you're saying to them. So in this process, before you have to take on a task that you're not really willing or can't do, use these three C's, the clear, the confidence, the controlled, or calm, and prepare yourself when you have to really express your needs to someone else, okay? 
So let's talk about the holidays and how your assertiveness training and being a little wicked will help you get through. Let's start with the holiday meals. There's Christmas dinner. There is Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day. So much of Thanksgiving is resolved around food and a meal. There's Hanukkah celebrations. There's New Year celebrations. There's Christmas Eve dinner, depending on how you celebrate your holiday. There's eight nights of Hanukkah. Do you have eight meals? Do you have eight celebrations? There's five New Year's parties you've been invited to. They're all your friends. Who do you pick? What do you do? How do you make a decision? It's hard, right? It really is. So you've got to start to decide for yourself. Am I going to attend all these invites? But let's focus on ourselves. And let's say you're the one who normally has these holiday dinners, those tis the season time meals. Do you really want to do it this year? Do you feel obligated? Because it's always been at your house. Do you feel like you want to do it, but you don't want to have 25 people this year. You just want to keep it intimate. Are you financially strapped and you really can't make a big meal for the 25 people that you're used to? So what do you do? Do you stress out? Do you get anxious? Do you start to sweat over just thinking about it? Well, it's time to be wicked. It's time to say to those that you have brought into your home years past that this is a difficult year for you, that you've been home a lot and you're not used to being around a lot of people and you're going to keep it intimate this year. Or you're going to go to the friends who hasn't had it in their house at all, any holidays, and say, do you think you could do it this year? I'm really not up to it. And if it comes down to financial, don't be embarrassed. People are struggling everywhere this year. It's just a tough time through loss of jobs, through wage increases, but inflation has increased. I could go on and on. There are a lot of people struggling. So reach out to somebody that you've had over in years past and say, I really financially can't do it this year. And I'm sure if they can, they would offer. Don't feel bad or guilty. Empower yourself with this is your current situation financially, mentally, your anxiety levels, your social anxiety levels, or you just don't damn well feel like doing it this year. So when you confront this, feel wicked. When I say feel wicked, I've worked on this for years. I always had a hard time saying no or felt like I was going to have FOMO, fear of missing out, and just went to things. And I hated going and I didn't want to be there and I pushed myself to go. Do you know how great it feels to say no, but not just no, why you said no. You said it clear. You said it concise. 
and you said it in a controlled, confident, calm manner. And your response was accepted. And you walk away with your shoulders held high and that weight lifted off your shoulders. Now, how about gift giving? It's another stressful time is gift giving. Sometimes it becomes too much, out of hands, out of control. I mean, if you sit here right now and think about all the people you usually buy holiday gifts for, because we may have friends who celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah, or if you celebrate Hanukkah, you've got eight nights to give in exchange gifts, and then you have your friends who celebrate Christmas, and you exchange gifts with them. There's the office elephant gift, or pulling a name out of a hat. That's who you buy a gift for. There's, there's all the kids in your family. There's your siblings. There's your parents. There's your best friend that you grew up with. There's her kid that she had. There's your friend's kid who's at college, and you don't see them very often. You get it? How out of hand when you really think about all the gifts you buy people. And let's not forget if you have kids and they have their teachers and you give them gift cards or personalized gifts. It is quite overwhelming. It's overwhelming to just find specific gifts for those people, to shop for those people. And it can be, again, financially overwhelming. I want you to be a little realistic this year with your gift giving, even if you can afford it and you are a crazy gift giver. Tone it down a little bit. Remember how I said we're all different now and different people? Do the people in your lives really need those gifts? Couldn't you just say, this year, let's get together from some wine and cheese and celebrate the holiday, but let's not do gift swapping. Yeah, you can. And I bet you, you're not the only one in the group who will be relieved. Relieved that you don't have to figure out what to get that person. You know how you pull the name of somebody that you just don't know what to get them because they're the complete opposite of you? Or you don't have to financially worry about including that gift along with all your family and other friends? It takes the pressure off because the holidays are supposed to be, remember what I said, tis the season, jolly holly. Why can't we make it a holly jolly season for all of us that have a happy holidays? Is it really happy in the end? Yeah, on the day that you finally sit down and maybe have that meal and open the gifts. But the buildup to it is insane. I mean, you all know what I'm talking about. Those Black Friday shoppers who go right after you eat the turkey dinner and are shopping through the night. Of course, it's kind of fun. But And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm one of those people who do it off and on. And it's fun, but by the end, I'm exhausted. I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I don't even want to look at the gifts Sometimes I've forgotten the gifts that I bought on that particular um, Black Friday after the, you know, going that midnight shopping because I put them away 
And it's so far before the holidays that I even forget what I bought. So my goal this year is to tone it down. I'm toning it down. I'm not going to be giving the way I used to give. And I'm going to explain it to people. You know, if you have nieces and nephews that are older already, it's time. There's a point where you have to just say, it's too stressful, it's financially taxing, and it's time to just be together. That's your gift to each other is to be together. So as we move on, so I have eight rules that I'm going to go over with you right now. Rules of empowering yourself, being assertive, and being a little wicked. So rule one is, what do you want during this holiday season? I mean, really, what do you want? Be honest with yourselves. Put the world outside of you right now. And what do you really want? Is it you just want to put on your cozy pajamas with a nice cup of coffee or hot cocoa and binge watch a series you've been dying to watch with some popcorn and candy and pumpkin flavored whatever? I mean, yesterday, guys. I had pumpkin-flavored hum hummus to die for. If you haven't tried it, I mean, it didn't even taste like hummus. It tasted like pumpkin pie. As I digress, did you hear how excited I was as I talked about that? Maybe that's the things you just really want to do this year is just keep it intimate and quiet and doing those things that because you work your ass off, you don't get to do. But you take time off during the holidays and you want to be fulfilled. Wouldn't it be nice to go back after your vacay, holiday vacay to work and not feel exhausted, to feel calm, to feel like you really were rested and really had that emotional uplift, that mental health was taken care of? Just a thought for you. Okay, rule number two. You're doing what is good for you, not for others. That's a hard one because why? We always put our, us, the you, us, second and other people first. And that's when our mental health really starts to begin to decline, when we're putting others before ourselves. It's not selfish. It's being a little wicked. It's being a little nice to have some excitement of doing what you want to do, what's best for you. That doesn't mean you don't take care of others, but you get pushed to the front of the line. Doesn't that feel good to think about being pushed to the front of the line? And rule number three, be able to say no. Hallelujah. Two-letter word. N-O, and it's so friggin' hard to say sometimes. You know what I'm saying. The word no is so hard to get out of our mouths, past our lips. Why? We don't want to disappoint. We don't want to look bad. We don't want to look like we're a joiner. We don't want to look like we don't like those people. It's so hard to say no. But if you've ever had a time where you said no, because it was something you really didn't want to do. I know you felt a little wicked after you walked away. So 
Our next rule is use I statements. Rule number four is use I statements. So I feel this way. I'm feeling really overwhelmed this year with the way I've been working at home all year. My job changed because of COVID. And I, I don't feel like I can handle having 25 people over for the holiday. I think what's best for me is just to have our immediate family. Are you okay with that? And if they're not, then you would say, well, I think it's best then we ask somebody else in the family if they can have the holiday this year because I'm not up to it. Those I statements, when people hear the I, you referring to yourself, it really hits home somehow with them because it makes them think of themselves. Well, and how would I feel if I was working from home all the time, really not leaving my apartment very much because I'm working, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, or even weekends. And now I'm going to have people over in my house for a holiday. That's not exciting for me. And it's not anything I want to do this year because I've been overwhelmed with my work changes. Those I statements, try them out. Rule number five, you don't have to give people why you are making certain decisions. You just say, this is what is best for me. Wow. Isn't that something else? This is what is best for me. How many times do we say that? We don't. You don't. I don't. We have to be a little wicked and say, sorry, this is what is best for me. And if they say why, just say, I just know what's best for me. And right now it's just something I cannot do. So did you hear how I incorporated? I'm do this is what's best for me. And the word I was put in there. So I'm combining some of those rules to keep you calm when you're talking to somebody and confident, and concise. Rule number six, always be, when you go into this, no matter how jittery you might feel inside because this person's a little complicated and you feel like they're going to give you a hard time when you say you can't have Christmas dinner in your house this year, be relaxed. Take some deep breaths before you go in on it, okay? Don't look like you're going in and be prepared for a fight. Be relaxed. Maintain that eye contact when you're talking to them. Keep a calm voice. You know that when somebody starts to elevate their voice, you kind of get on edge. So if you keep a calm voice while explaining that this is not what is best for you and what I need to do this year, and your body language is relaxed, and you're maintaining eye contact with them, calm voice and a relaxed feeling or around you. I guarantee your point will get across and they'll understand. And if they don't, it may be time to even contemplate the relationship you have with that person because they're basically telling you they don't care what your needs are. They don't care that you're saying, this is not what's best for me this year. I'm not really up to it. So that, that ball will be in your court if that is a point that you come to with somebody who just isn't hearing you. Rule number seven 
if you happen to be on the opposite side where somebody's coming to you and saying, I can't do it this year, this is not what's best for me, or you are telling the person and they're giving you feedback, always listen to what they have to say, even if it's a difference of opinion. We get so far in conversations when we listen. Even if we disagree, even if we're going to say no in the end, or I can't, or I don't want to, when we listen to what the other person says, it's respect. It's saying, okay, I listened to you. I may not agree with you, but I heard everything you said, and we may not agree, but I will respect for us to agree to disagree. And finally, rule number eight is express your personal needs. If you want to tell someone why you can't exchange gifts this year, why you don't want to um, go to something, tell them why if you're up to it. Tell them your personal needs that in this time that we've gone through in 2020 and 2021, I've really evaluated what I need in my life and I don't feel like I need to exchange gifts with 50 people. I feel like just going out to dinner with that group of friends and us celebrating the holidays should be enough. Explain what your personal needs are. I know all these rules might be a little hard. It's all about those communication skills, being assertive, empowering yourself, and feeling a little wicked. And the last thing that I want to discuss because there is lots of partying going on during the holidays. Some people have birthdays, there's New Year's Eve, and there's just plain old, not the meals, but the holiday parties. Some of us force ourselves to go to the holiday parties. I'm not a big partier. I prefer a much more intimate atmosphere, but I have gone to many a party because I felt obligated. So my goal for myself, and I've been working on this for a few years now before the pandemic even started, is if I really don't want to go to something, I express my needs to the person that I am declining the invite to and tell them this is what I need. If it's not a, if it's not a conflict of something and I have to be somewhere else, it's just I don't feel up to going. Or that's not a group that I really socialize with and feel comfortable with. And I don't feel that for my mental health. It's going to be the best thing for me. Because a lot of us are just not big party goers. I was when I was younger. I don't know. I changed. I evolved. I like more intimate settings. Those are what I enjoy. Getting ready for big parties. It just becomes anxiety provoking for me. And so we have to be able to say no that I can't go to your party. But thank you so much for the invite, and hopefully next year we can be together and party together. Take care of yourself. Hear what you need. This is about you. You come to me to listen to my knowledge, to my own personal experiences that I share with you, so that you can learn and grow and incorporate some of the things I say, not all. You, you're all intelligent and smart and have your own abilities. And maybe you put some things that I've talked about 
with your own skills and abilities and you tackle something, great, bravo for you. That's why you're here, is to really focus on your needs. It's beautiful that you're here listening to me because I know that you've already started on that journey of focusing on you and how you can navigate this great big world with all the things and the people in it and to be a better you, to be a healthier you, to be a more positive you. So next week is a big week for me. I'm going to go through this series of being assertive with the holidays and empowering and being wicked. I'm going to do my first video. And we're going to I'm going to show you some things that I use to help me cope and de-stress. We're going to do a little meditation to empower yourself to feel a little wicked this holiday season. So when I say tis the season, you'll be excited about all that that entails because you'll be doing and going and participating in only what you choose, what's best for you. So go to my website. I will still have a podcast next week and I will tell you how to watch my video. You'll be able to download it from Podbean or any of the other places that you listen to my podcast. And wish me luck. It's my first time doing a video. So we'll go with it and bear with me. And I'm growing with you as you grow with me. And let's see what happens. So until next week, remember, positive thoughts always create that positive energy, my friends. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world and within yourself to make this next year better than the past two. Let's put it behind us. Let's move on and just be a little bit more of the new you. Ciao, my friends.